Because there's more to the game than just the score, we bring you this episode of Beyond the Scoreboard, a podcast from Henry County Schools Athletics. Greetings, this is Kelly Smith, the Athletics Coordinator for Henry County Schools, and I have some special guests with me today for our first episode of Beyond the Scoreboard in Henry County Schools Athletics. I have with me Coach Greg Shook from McDonough High School and Coach Josh Smith from McDonough Middle School. And I've just introduced these gentlemen to you, but I am going to turn it over to each of them because I would like for the audience to know a little bit more about each of them. Hi, uh, my name is Greg Shook, as you said, Kelly, and I appreciate you having me here today. It's a Fun to be here on your first episode, and I hope that uh, this continues to go well for you. Uh, I've been the athletic director at McDonough High School now for four years, which was formerly Henry County High School, of course, and then we moved over to our new facilities, a beautiful facility, and I've been working there, like I said, for four years. Before that, I was an assistant AD with Stephen Phillips at uh, Locust Grove High School, in which uh, live right behind the school was perfect fitting for me and everything, and it's a Love working for Coach Phillips over there. Just a great guy. State championship baseball coach. Of course, he's no longer coaching, but, you know, really enjoyed it over there. But uh, glad to be here with you once again today and glad to be able to share. Well, I'm thankful to have you here and had the pleasure of working alongside you when I was an active AD at a high school when I was at Union Grove High School. And so um very pleased to have you here on this first episode and for you to share your wisdom with um, our community. And Coach Smith, we're going to turn it over to you. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, I'm Joshua Smith. Um, and once again, like Mr. Greg Shook said, we are honored to be uh, the host, the guest of your first episode. Um, just tell you a little bit about myself. Uh, I'm Joshua Smith. Uh, I'm the athletic director at McDonough Middle, one of the athletic directors at McDonough Middle. Um, I've been the athletic director there for five years. Uh, it's just a wonderful thing to be an athletic director because you get to reach out to kids. Um, and that's one thing that I want to do, um, being a positive mentor to them. Um, it's just a wonderful feeling. Um, a little bit about my background. I'm coming from South Carolina in 2013. Um, I just was a football coach over there under the direction of Kevin Crosby. Um, he, was very, he was very wonderful. Um, I hate I left because that's always my home, um, but I just wanted to relocate. Um, just got married in 2013, and I moved up there to meet some more wonderful people. Um, but it's an honor to be a, on, a, on this show. Well, we are so thrilled to have you here, not only on the show, but in Henry County Schools, because in the month and a, a little something that I've been on the job as the athletics coordinator in the district, I've seen wonderful things out of you. And um, Coach Shook, you as well. But again, um, I did have the pleasure of working alongside you. And so have a little bit more information and background and, and um, all the great things that you're able to do, both as a coach um, you you did not share all of the amazing things that you were able to accomplish as a coach and all of your uh, deep runs into the state uh, tournament with your b girls' basketball team, but 
Well, I, you've you, made an impact so, there certainly over the years. Well, I don't know about that. It's uh, you know I always look at it as God blessed me with good talent, and uh, of course it's a lot easier to win when you got good talent. And it's, I don't I don't think it's anything especially that I've done other than sit back and try to motivate them and mold them and let them know that you know you're important. You know, let them know that you're you know that you're special to us and that you can accomplish anything you want to. And it's uh, but we have we've been blessed, like I said, uh, with Coach Phillips. Uh, when we opened Locust Grove, my goal was to take them to the state tournament, and uh, I did that. And I hate to say it, but after I did it, I left. <laughs> and uh, it was um, just because of the situations came up. And, um, of course, I come to went to Henry County High School and was blessed to have a great player with Brooke Moore, of course. And Brooke went to Auburn. Now she's transferred to Purdue. Um, just tremendous athlete. And it was uh, to have her there and everything and working with her made my job a lot easier. And, uh, of course, we got beaten in the state championship game then. And then we had good runs after that the past few years with it. But, um, you know, it all goes down to, you know, the relationships that you build with your kids. And if you build good relationships with your kids, your kids will play hard for you. And that's the thing that's happened is they, they worked hard for me. Of course, I coached football and played football. And it's uh, many moons ago. <laughs> but, uh, you know, this is – I've got 30 years in now, so – I'm at the back end of my career and, and looking for the day that I can step out and say, okay, you know, but of course, got a son that just graduated from college. And so I'll be in it for a little while longer. So, <laughs> Well, both of you have, have highlighted the backbone of athletics, and that is the relationships that coaches have to make with their athletes to be successful. Um, talent only takes them so far, and then certainly um, there has to be that relationship piece so that those athletes will work for you and with you and with each other, and that, that takes um, the guidance of a good coach. Um, as ADs, you were um, – Coach Smith, I know you're still coaching, but uh, Coach Shook with the, the high school athletic di- uh, director role, um, not coaching anymore. Um, but that – those skills that you used in, in connecting with kids and working with kids is certainly um, benefiting you as a, as a leader of your coaches, as the athletic administrator that you are. And, and we appreciate those um, efforts that you've made and continue to make in those relationships. Coach Shook, you're not coaching anymore, but I know for a fact that you continue to build those relationships with athletes, with kids in your school, right. and with your coaching staff, both of you. So. Um, we have such wonderful coaches and ADs in Henry County schools, and um, they they really do take the athletes and meet them where they are, and they and they bring them to heights that they never even realized that that they could get to. Um, and for that, you know, we're very grateful. We're grateful to be supported by a school system that understands the yes. importance of athletics and and how athletics plays a critical role with student success overall. Yeah, and I think we um, got a pretty good coordinator, too, for <laughs> yeah. county athletics. Well, uh, I think well, she's pretty good. I, I appreciate you. Uh, you know, the audience will soon learn that that I picked carefully who was I, I was going to bring on this first episode <laughs> so that they could hype me up a little bit. But um, it's my pleasure to, um, to have wonderful people to work with and work for. So... Um, you've, you've met the panel um, here today, uh, audience, and so... We are going to uh, jump right into our hot topic right now, and as, as Henry County Schools brings students back on campus at large starting um, on September 28th, um, many of the things that the coaches and athletic directors and, and families of athletes have been navigating since June 15th for our high school 
August 12th for our middle schools, um, our our students' families are now going to to understand very closely and personally. So I'm going to talk with you guys about the things that have, have been put into place to ensure the safety of all parties. And um, I'm going to start right away with um, just how has COVID changed the startup of the year in athletics? And Coach Shook, if you'll begin since you started a month before Coach Smith did with middle school. Well, let me say this first, Kelly. It has been so different this year. And I think the the thing is, is because of the, you know, the fear that a lot of people have. And it's uh, our communities are different. Mm-hmm. Of course, I believe that our community has a deep involvement where they're concerned about everything that goes on. And I can't blame them for that. There's a lot of fear in this. But the preparation that has went into having this year, and I think, you know, I'm so thankful that we've been able to do what we've done so far. But uh, the preparation that's had to go in, the planning, the, the Board of Education, what they've had to do, the Georgia High School Association, what they've had to do, what you've had to do as a county administrator for us, it's just been amazing. And it's taken a lot of time because what we've had to do is basically rewrite the playbook on starting a football season. And normally we don't even work in the month of July. This year's been totally different. So we've been year-round so far trying to prepare for everything, get everything ready. Uh, the big thing is, you know, when you come on campus, we were allowed 10 in the beginning. And that was kind of strange because you're looking normally at a whole football team being out there. Mm-hmm. We usually have our basketball athletes coming in for conditioning and all that. Well, we've had to totally change that. The biggest obstacle we had was trying to be able to get everybody on campus within a reasonable time and totally bring them in from different locations in the building. So we had no cross-contamination between kids and everything. Um, And we have had a case of COVID, by the way, just to let you know, but no cross-contamination. And I think that's the biggest thing that we're going to see is being able to keep kids from cross-contaminating. COVID's going to happen, and we know that, and you know that, and everybody knows that. But the thing is, what we do and how we keep our kids safe from each other is going to be the key point to it. And I think that... We've done our job so far, and we've done our due diligence trying to do everything we can to make sure our kids are safe. I will agree with that, and as I've come around and seen the check-in procedures um, of student-athletes going through the questionnaire that's been provided by the Department of Public Health and the CDC and um, following those check-in procedures with temperature checks and, and questions asked and and things like that, and and watching our uh, coaching staff and our ADs follow those protocols to the letter certainly has um, prevented that those large shutdowns we've we've had um, been able to contain, if you will, those those incidents and um, keep our our athletics rolling. Um, Coach Smith, you guys rolled in. Um, doing kind of the same thing that the high school's been doing for a month. You came in at August 12th. Tell us a little bit about what your procedure's been like. Well, um, for me at McDonough Middle, one thing I did was I reached out to my high high school AD, uh, figure out what were their, their plans and see if it was better. How can I implement that into middle school? Because middle school, we started late, so we had a little advantage there on learning how to handle this, uh, this pandemic. Um, one thing I can say is um, it's, it's really a challenge. <clears throat> it's really a challenge when you're trying to do something different. 
everybody's not used to um, coming, asking questions, or being getting a temperature check before sporting events. Um, I bring my kids in 30 minutes before before we practice. I, I scan every kid, ask them the questions, read their temperatures, and I file everything before I even go to the practice field. But once I get to the practice field, it's something else that I have to do. I still have to have a, a practice plan, schedule. Um, it's just a lot of things that we're we going to get through it. Um, but it is, it is a tough challenge um, with well, this pandemic. Well, things that the general public might not think about, you know, besides the questionnaire and the and the scans and keeping um, track and data on all that. And like Coach, uh, Coach Shook said, when there is an incident reported, looking at that close contact and determining who else might have been exposed and things like that, lots of record keeping and follow-up with those type things, reporting that to the district, reporting that to Georgia High School. Um in addition to that, um, the other things that people wouldn't even think about, um, you know, like how do you keep them separate at practice? Right. And, and uh, you know, I went out to a McDonough middle uh, football practice, and there those boys sat after check-in um, six feet apart on a sidewalk, and they weren't moving. They had been told. They, they knew the uh, process and the procedures and the expectations. And those type things had to be clearly communicated. And like you said, it's totally different for student athletes. And so when they're used to seeing their friends for the first time, they hadn't seen their friends since March. Right. And, and gathering up and, and being told, you can't gather, you, you really had to change the mindset. But in keeping with... If you'll do this, then, you know, we're going to be able to move forward and, and helping them to understand that. And all the while, you know, I'm sure that you had some parents sitting in cars and, and watching to make sure that you were following through with, with those things and, and keeping their kids safe, too. Yes, ma'am, we did. Um, I even had to get to the point where I had to tell parents, you know, right now we're going to keep closed practices right now until we can get some things under order so I can get them trained into doing things. And then maybe we'll open back up to the to the public or the, to the community. Um, but just going back a couple of questions ago, uh, it's also you got to think about the cleaning of of equipment. Cause that is very right. big. That is very mm-hmm. big when you talk about a pandemic. Uh, you, nobody knows how it's spreading. So you got to make sure you're spraying everything down and wiping everything down. Um, if you're doing that daily and you got you a nice um, – schedule in place, um, everything will be fine. Um, I started the season with about 11 kids, um, but now I'm already up to 40. I, I, had to, I had to actually turn kids away because I had eligibility. I had to get turned in, so I had to actually turn kids away. Um, but it's just, it's just tough. Um, but like you say, we're going to get through it. Right. And, and I think he brings up a good point there too, Kelly. It's the uh, – you know, the, of course, the documentation is very important. We have to document everything, and, of course, that's to, that's to protect ourselves and our coaches as well as anybody else. But the sanitation, uh, the weight room. Of course, you know, football is, is huge in the weight room, and what we had to do is we started with our weight room being moved outside, and we had everything. Our, our coaches, Coach Eric Solomon, is doing a great job for us, and he had the kids outside, socially distanced, six foot apart, had the bars and stuff. Had other coaches coming by, and as soon as one group was finished, sprayed them down, wiped them down, everything put back. Because 
you know, that's part of making sure that we're doing our due diligence and keeping our kids safe. And as, as Josh was saying, you know, that that's another job that, you know, they put on us that we really never had before. But yet we know that that job is one of the most important jobs we can do right now and keeping our kids safe and letting our parents know that, you know, we're taking care of their kids. Well, and you mentioned the, the weight training itself and even moving that outside, the protocols changed with weight training. So right. spotting is typically done at the head and, you know, with the spotter leaning over uh, the person that's lifting the weights, but we had to go to side spotting. Um, athletes had to wear masks while in that environment. You had to clean the weight equipment in between use of every player. And, you know, those are things that, that increase your time with the players. And all the while, while we were um, really trying to be mindful of that close contact with um, keeping players in and out um, of those close situations as quickly as possible. So um, the coaches have, and shout out to each of the the coaches for the extra duties that they've taken on with um, cleaning and – and making sure that those protocols were in mind. You know, our athletic directors had to have their eyes and hands on them to make sure that they were all properly trained and that they were following through. But the coaches have been the true champions in the trenches, making sure that all of those things were done. And I will say this, Kelly. One thing that we normally wouldn't have done is uh, we normally would have a trainer there only when we were practicing outside. But we have brought our trainer in almost every single day because he helps us monitor this Mm -hmm. and he helps us keep records with this because uh you know we just felt like that extra eyes to be in there to help monitor everything helps us go that much smoother and i think that's why you know i'm going to give a shout out to our coaches they've done a great job because like i said no cross contamination things like that and that's the things that we look for to make sure that doesn't happen well and you know because You've both talked about um, equipment in general. You know, our middle schools had a delay. We're we're not even able to start playing football in, in the normal time frame that we would because reconditioning. The the factory shut down for reconditioning, and so yes. they got all the college and high schools done. And middle schools were um, last in that in that lineup. And we finally have all <laughs> of our middle school helmets back in the county, and we're moving yes. forward, and we're going to be able to. Um, play some middle school football here um, the week after break when when we come back in from break. So we're real excited about that. Um, But other things that that people don't think about that are a natural occurrence in athletics um, that have had to either be put on hold um, or changed significantly, and that's activities meant for team bonding. You you, you are trying to limit your participation to essential, and that is – just practice, get them in, get them out. And those things that we do naturally as good coaches, um, building that team um, bond and and creating that culture and climate on your team, those have been limited this year um, as well as parent meetings, um, virtual parent meetings. You know, it's very difficult to get a read on your parents when they're, you know, in Brady Bunch format on a screen. And, you know, you're you're trying to convey your passion and your vision for your year and your program. And, you know, unfortunately, um, some of those things were alleviated a little bit when we started our our games because we were able to see parents and, and parents were able to see 
their kids out there on the fields um, having right. a good time and interacting. Um, but those those are just some of the things that, that the general population might not think about that COVID has impacted with and, high school athletics and, and, and middle know, school. And you know that in high school athletics, the summers are key. They are very, Absolutely. very important. With the camps and stuff that we go to, send our kids to, and as you said, the team bonding uh, – you know, one thing that I always like to do is take our girls and go down to, like, University of Florida, University of Central Florida, go to Alabama, and play games. And, you know, because it's you're, you're putting them together for two and three days at a time over the summer, and it's, it's good that they bond like that. But now you've completely shut that down through the summer. And so it's not anybody has a leg up on anybody. Right. It's just everybody's in the same situation. And especially with football, you know, you didn't have anybody who had a great advantage because we were all in the same situation. But it's, you know, when you don't, when you don't have kids on campus, it kind of hurts you as a coach because you want your kids on campus with you. Mm-hmm. And you want to talk to them. And as you said, and I think I'm sick of virtual meetings. <laughs> I think I'm absolutely tired of them. But it's a necessity, and we have to have that. It's a form of communication that we have um, – been able to go to and 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 check some boxes and get some things done and I'm thankful for that mode of communication because that is much more personal than an email Um, but at the same time I'm with you when I was able to start seeing some some faces at the high school volleyball and softball and football games um, certainly cross-country meets uh, our cheerleaders have been put on hold for now so they're practicing but that they're not having competitions yet we're seeing them on the sidelines. Middle school softball games just began just a couple weeks back. So um, we're getting into getting to see um, those people in person and, and you know, the normalcy that, that that provides of getting kids back in athletics, even amidst chaos all around us. So, one, thing, one thing I want to talk about, Ms. Kelly, before we move on is um, I want to give a big shout-out to, uh, to you and – to the Board of Education. Um, our coaches, we ask a lot from our coaches to do things. And when you're having to go outside in the heat, and it's, I mean, it's hot outside, and they have to go out there and coach with masks on, that's, it's, it's very difficult to do, but we do it. Um, and we do it because we love the kids and we love the game. Um, but I just want to give a shout-out to you, um, let you know, hey, um, we – it's it's tough, tough out there in that heat trying to coach, trying to coach kids with masks on in in ninety five degree heat. It's and, hot, and that speaks to the spirit of the coaches and the mm-hmm. the passion that they have for kids because they're willing to do that to keep it rolling. And you know, I think that that resounding message was sent to our board of education, and that's why they um, have taken great measures to be able to move forward with athletics. You know, when Georgia High School um, opened up the gate, if you will, uh, uh, right. again on June 8th and allowed for athletics to continue, our Board of Education took another week to uh, identify with those policies and procedures to make sure everything was in place. All of the additional costs associated with the the PPE, the masks, the hand sanitizer, the cleaning agents, all of those things, educating the the parties that needed to be educated, making sure that we were ready for kids to come back. And then Georgia High School um, puts out guidelines, and each time they change those guidelines, the district 
viewed those guidelines and worked internally to determine what was best for our kids. And so Georgia High School says you can't do less, but you can do more. Henry County Schools has always done more. Right, right, we've, right. we've taken measures um, above and beyond, and that does. It goes all the way down to our coaches and our kids. Our kids have – they want to play. And so they have abided by those guidelines so that they yeah. could continue in the game that they love. So there we are in the game that they love, that right. sport that right. they participate in. Tell us how um, <coughs> COVID has changed games. Well, Josh, <laughs> I, I, I know Josh is getting ready to play their first game and everything, and, but I can tell you this, it's, uh, it was totally different. And it's, uh, the game wasn't different. It was the preparation for the game that was totally different. Of course, now uh, Georgia High School requires that you have sanitation tables on the sidelines. Uh, the officials' rooms have to be sanitized before they come in, and you have to have uh, everything set up so you can make sure that they see that you are preventing. We had a visit from uh, Penny Pitts from the Georgia High School Association two weeks ago at our game, and uh, I was proud that Penny was proud <laughs> because, yes, right. you know, when you when you keep the, the people at Georgia High School happy, it feels like you're doing your job, and I think that, you know, that we've tried to do that and do our job. But it's, um, you know, putting the hand sanitizer out, making sure that uh, the social distancing was – taken into place. We After our first game, we had to go back and reevaluate some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that we've always had is people standing along the fence line. And, of course, uh, you know a lot of parents like to stand along the fence line, and you've got your um, you got your daddy coaches, what I call them, mm-hmm. want to sit on the side fence line and, and talk about the game and, and discuss the game. But we had to do something to pull them off because the social distancing was not there. And our first game, we had over 1,000 people there. And which was good to see because it meant people want to come out and see the games now. They're tired of sitting inside and not seeing high school football. So that's a beneficial to us. But going back and putting something together where we can keep the parents and the fans off the fence uh, took some consideration. And our principal, uh, Mr. Antonio Maddox, uh, sat down with me and we said that what we would do is put a couple of our teachers and just walk the fence line and tell them, hey, you know, due to COVID restrictions, we ask that you step back off the fence. That's all it took. Uh, announcements from the booth, but that's all it took. Our parents responded well. And I'm very appreciative to our parents for doing that because when they're able to help us do this, we're able to help our kids stay on the field. And and that's our main objective is keep our kids on the field. Absolutely. And and you uh, <coughs> mentioned Miss Penny Pitts-Mitchell and – and so that's a, a, a great opportunity for me to give a shout-out to uh, Dr. Hines, uh, Dr. Robin Hines at Georgia High School Executive Director, because uh, he has been a forward thinker in this process, um, understanding the importance that high school athletics plays and um, has been our champion um, across the board in, in moving forward safely, uh, consulting with all the agencies ne- necessary, but continuously moving right. us forward and I have to tell you a funny story on Dr. Hines. Um, I was approved for this job on a Monday. On Tuesday, he called me. And, you know, I, I looked at my phone, and it said Dr. Robin Hines, Georgia High School Association. So I picked up the phone, and he said, uh, Ms. Kelly Smith, I, I need to uh, speak to you about an important matter. I have a major problem with the Henry County Schools Athletic Department. And um, 
I said, yes, sir, I'm listening. And he said, no, I'm just kidding. I just called to congratulate <laughs> you. So that's not a call that, that you, you want to get on the front end of that. But right. he quickly changed the gear. He didn't make me sweat too hard. So I, I do I, want to add something, Kelly. Uh, I just thought about when we were sitting here. And, uh, you know, the ticketing mm-hmm. for games has totally changed. Yes. And I really, and I really like what we're doing, but it took this pandemic to make it occur. And that's we no longer sell tickets at the gate. It's a digital ticket system where parents have to buy tickets online. And that was a major change for our parents. That was mm-hmm. that's something that our parents weren't used to. And um, of course we've always had an option of buying tickets online, but now it became an issue that you cannot buy any tickets unless you bought them online. And the response that we had from our parents was overwhelmingly positive. Because they could take care of this, and I know that, you know, they're the same as we are. You don't want people, you know, handing money back and forth to each other and doing these things during this time. Because then we would have to put gloves on our, on our people working the gates, masks and everything the entire time. But now we can allow the parent to check themselves into the game on their phone, and it takes about, you know, 30 seconds. And so that's been a major change for our parents and everything and for us that we really enjoy. And I know you, from the athletic director standpoint, have sung the praises of that system and the reports that it provides and how you can look at overall ticket sales, uh, you know, gross amounts to date, per sport, um, totals, and you're not counting money. Right. How awesome is that? And, you know, from an administrative perspective, um, that's that's less liability, and um, and I, I think it's wonderful that, that that is a positive that has come out of this, that, you know, we're forced to grow a little bit, but certainly Georgia High School has used online ticketing for state events um, for several years, and so for us to get on board with that um, at this time is, is great. Um, softball. So some of the softball guidelines for games have changed a little bit. Um, and one of the biggest complaints probably, but we're, we're working through it and, and they're doing it, is in the dugouts. Coach Smith, can you talk to us about softball players in the dugouts? Yes, ma'am. Um, um, just to talk about softball a little bit. Softball is uh, it's an outdoor sport, so and, and it's, it's actually on the field. And you don't have to worry about it when you're dealing with softball as much as some of the other sports because they're already spaced out. Um, enough, um, but the problem happens in softball is when you're in the dugouts. When you're in the dugouts, uh, you have kids don't have masks, coaches don't have masks, and that's just not the right way in doing it. Um, but if you can all help in wearing your mask, uh, keeping your distance, keep your hands clean, uh, those type things, and you'd be successful. Um, going back to uh, Coaches, softball coaches, softball coaches, are, I don't know if you know this, but they're not allowed to touch foul balls. I think that's a rule or something. Mm-hmm. See, and that's the difference, you know, because my reaction as a coach of a foul ball coming to me is to pick it up and hand it to um, the young lady. <clears throat> but you, you can no longer do that. Right. So it's a change. It's a change. Many changes like that um, that uh, across the board, from the officials to the players to the coaches, um, spectators. We've encouraged our spectators to bring their own chairs right. and spread out, not sit in the bleachers because the bleachers' um, space is not very large. And so very, very few people, if they're responsibly distanced, would be able to utilize those bleachers. So obviously bring in chairs um, 
we talked about games a good bit, and you guys haven't brought it up, but I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to talk about it. Um, we have not been able to have concessions thus far, <laughs> and that's that's been a, a, a big um, sore subject. <laughs> right. It, it is a revenue source, um, and who doesn't love the smell of a burger cooking when they walk up to a ball game? You know that um, it entices you to go over to that concession stand and support that school and. Um, and buy that burger. But, um, you know, out of an abundance of caution, I know both of you are aware of all the reasons for that, but, um, you know, the money exchange, um, trying to cut down on that, and also just that uh, extra level uh, uh, layer of personnel. We're not bringing in those volunteers just yet. And so um, those those are considerations that we had to make in doing what was best for um, all parties involved. So, um, uh, Coach Shook, you did a good job with um, providing extra signage at your facilities. Um, you took what the district provided, which was pr- quite extensive, um, between marking off bleachers in, in our football stadiums, in our gym for volleyball games, um, marks on the ground, everything you could conceivably think of, and then you took it to an- another level. So um, you've done a great job with that. Um, and I do think that that transparency and, and that forward thinking is what informs your parents and your spectators or um, your folks at large, and, and they're able to um, have a better game experience because they're in the know. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's – uh, I want to get back to the concession issue right there first. <laughs> I was trying to smooth past that real quickly. <laughs> I want to get through that real quick. Uh, and you know what I think what's happened is uh, – you know, our coaches, they understand. And, I mean, I don't think there's an issue with them. But it does take away a great revenue source. I mean, mm-hmm. A lot of people who's listening to this probably do not realize that athletics is not funded through the district as far as, uh, you know, we don't have funds that are specifically earmarked from the district to go to athletics. They provide us with our facilities, which they provided us with great facilities. Yes. Um, you know, and they do things like that, our coaching supplements. But, you know, when you get into concessions, that is what helps us to make it through as far as to buying uniforms and doing things like this. And our coaches understand, but it is uh, it's very, very hard for us to sit back and know that we can't make any money doing this. And it's, uh, you know, fundraising right now is not the easiest thing in the world. No. And that's, uh, you know, we're having some situations trying to raise money and everything, but that concession where at a football game we could bring in two or $3,000, now you completely lost that revenue. And I know that the board is working to try to get us, you know, in concessions back in some manner. And I know our coaches will be happy when they do. But it's, uh, you know, we understand that. And I think our coaches understand it, and they want to make sure that everything is safe as possible for our fans. Right, and we, you know, we are looking and doing everything just as Georgia High School did in phases, and as we master, um, if you will, a particular phase, then we are able to move on to the next one, and um, and so yes, uh, proposals have been made, and and we will continue to work with um, our board of education that supports us to be able to um, put those things out when we're ready, and um, you know that. That brings me to, you said, um, loss of revenues and things. Another loss of revenue is is a decreased capacities in our um, venues. 
So um, we've been in pretty good shape with our volleyball games and our softball games. Um, our football um, capacities have been cut, um, and, and that is where we do draw our larger crowds. But that's where our ADs have come in, and you mentioned, you know, assigning some personnel to the fence line and really taking those steps to ensure that those, um, those games are managed well. And as each school passes off that, that home game hosting and, and doing a good job with those protocols and um, being exemplary in those practices, then that uh, supports our decisions and our abilities to move forward with the next phase. And so we appreciate all of the diligence that, that you guys have done in all of those things and in, in bringing uh, athletes back on campus, um, the cleaning, the screenings, the um, athletic events, and everything else that goes with it. You've done a phenomenal job with that, um, you know, with all the limitations, limitations of sideline personnel, um, you know, coaches having to do what typically trainers and managers would have done um, until we were able to bring our trainer, trainers and managers back on campus, um, putting our band in the end zone, um, just doing everything we could to spread out as much as we possible, possibly could at games. And, and you mentioned also um, the announcements from the booth. Um, all of those things very, very critical in informing our spectators and making sure that everybody is on the same page as we um, host those those events and, and keep our athletes and our spectators. Obviously, those athletes go home to those families right. that are sitting in the stands. And so, you know, we want to mitigate all factors that we can and keep everybody moving. So um, we talked uh, about bringing them on campus, having practices, having events, um, just, you know, as we wrap up here, let's just talk quickly about um, some of the impacts that COVID will have um, moving forward this fall. Um, so one of the things is football. I mentioned it before. Middle school football got moved, moved back. Georgia High School right away moved the, the football back for um, high schools for by two weeks, moved the season back entirely. Um, schools weren't able to do scrimmages, and, you know, um, that – not having a spring season and then not having scrimmages, they they jumped right out there with a few non-region games before they began region play. Our middle schools will jump right into play. Um, they'll have a week of practice and then um, right. boom, right at it. Yes, so talk to us a little bit about the uh, the mindset there in middle school. Uh, the mindset there is uh, when, when my kids come up to me every day when we're at practice, coach, when we go play a game, coach, when we go play a game, you, you never in a million years thought that football season would be pushed back all the way into October. That's that's normally a that's normally a July June uh, situation. Not for middle schools, but for mm -hmm. high schools, mm -hmm. they actually start football all year basically. Um, but the season really starts in July, so you're talking that's already uh, July. That's three months already behind. Mm -hmm. Um, but your kids constantly, constantly, because they get tired of hitting up on each other. They they want to just see other kids and play against other kids. Right. And it's just been a challenge. Uh, to keep them motivated. Right, to keep them motivated to doing things. Um, but it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely worth it. Um, mm -hmm. The kids love it. Um, and it's just... It's just a wonderful feeling that the ex kids actually get to get a chance to go out and do things. I'm excited to yes. see those middle school um, football games kick off. And um, Coach Hook, I know you have a basketball background. Talk to us for a minute about how moving football season back is going to impact our winter sports. 
Well, one of the things, they've actually moved flag football, too, which mm-hmm. is GHSA started this year. Uh, they've moved it to coincide with the football championships and everything. But, you know, some of the things that I think you're going to be facing is you have a lot of football players that play basketball. And I think with uh, the last regular season football game being in November 20th, now you're deep into the first month of basketball yes, season. You are. And you're going to lose. Uh, you're going to lose some of those kids who you normally would get. I don't think it's going to affect girls basketball as much as it is boys basketball. But I think that you're still, you know, you're still looking at kids that you were depending on are now not going to be there. And so it's, I think you're going to. I think it's going to change the coach's perspective on his season and how they handle things with tryouts and everything. A little bit different, knowing that you instead of having that. First game on November the 15th, and you've got your scrimmage games that come up, you know, the first week in November. Now you're having to say, okay, this kid comes out. If they make the playoffs, I may not get him until after Christmas. Mm -hmm. And so now you're looking at your postseason after Christmas. You know, they've moved basketball a little bit, but, you know, you're still looking at losing that athlete. Um, You know, and you you just hate to see that because, you know, when you're a school our size, we're a little over a thousand students. And when you're in student school our size, you're looking for as many kids as possible to participate, and that's gonna that's gonna hurt you some. But I think that uh, you know we believe in sharing athletes, mm-hmm. and we're gonna do everything we can. But I just think that it's going to you know the capacity is what worries me the most mm-hmm. because uh, you know typically one of our rival games is Luella, mm-hmm. and we can do $4,000 at the gate mm-hmm. against Luella. But now you've taken that game, and now you've cut our seating down to 25%. Uh, that's another revenue issue right. that you're looking at. And, and we're going to look to, to um, help with some of those revenue issues with streaming and, and things like that. Um, and it is. It, you know, one of the things that I think our, our coaches and our ADs have, have embraced is, you know, focus on the things that are inside of your control. And, you know, who has time to fuss about or worry about the things that we can't control? And our our folks have done a great job of that, of just taking what was in hand and rolling with it. And, you know, some of those things, um, you know, that I'm dealing with right now is um, SWIM. And, you know, it is, it's a time that we would normally begin swim, and the pools are closed, and, you know, there's nowhere to practice. And so we're working on that diligently. Um, our cheerleading season typically runs in, in the fall, and they've moved the state championships back to Mar- or February, I'm sorry. And so um, with that, that crosses three seasons, and, and cheerleaders participate um, in winter sports and in spring sports. So right, yes. they're having, you're talking about sharing athletes. Coaches are having to get creative with how to uh, share athletes and enable them to do multi sports right. and, and things like that. So, um, you know, there, those are some of the things that we've certainly had in the forefront of our thinking, and, and we've been navigating through real well. Um, you know, of course, I coached cheerleading for 30 years, so I'm always going to be that cheerleader mindset of can do, will do. And, um, you know, I, I have not had to, um, you know, really push that philosophy off on anyone. Each of our ADs have taken that mindset and shared that with their coaches, and, and everybody continues to, to um, roll with that. So that being said, um, we talked a lot about, about the, the challenges of COVID. 
uh, Coach Shook, you did bring up one of the positives, and that was um, the the e-ticketing um, that that we are rolling to that has, has really been something that we'll probably um, continue with after COVID is hopefully no more. Um, but, you know, just in high school athletics and, and the kids have embraced all that they've had to do to be able to be a part, and we've seen that through their camaraderie, um, you know, being back on teams together and um, being an outlet for that student that was nor- otherwise sitting at home. Um, and, you know, because they weren't back on campus, they're just now starting back on campus, and um, the connections. Um, you know, I know as I went around and visited all the schools, um, I spoke to each of you about viewing athletics this year as an opportunity. Right, right. It's an opportunity to get kids involved that might not have otherwise been involved because they never felt like they were good enough or could make it, but with numbers down a little bit, they, they saw the opportunity present itself there. Um, also, teachers were teaching to that screen. And so by having those competitive events, it gave them an opportunity to actually lay eyes upon a student and have a conversation with the student. Um, they also could connect with the coaches, um, you know, to the students via the coaches. You know, hey, I, I would really like to get a little bit more out of the student in my classroom. Can you have a conversation with them? So it's, it's been a wonderful bridge between the classroom that's been remote and the um, the student in their practice or their game situation and with those um, teachers. Can you, either of you, share anything else that you've seen as a positive um, to the way our kids and our coaches have responded? Well, for one thing, um, one thing we didn't talk about, which is, is, is a very important key, is, is travel. Traveling, travel, uh, now the, the county has now given us the, op- the opportunity to let parents take their kids to games, mm-hmm. which is a which is a plus. Um, if you're concerned about the COVID-19, which is a is a big positive because, but do remember we still have to screen them when we get to, to the football games or mm-hmm. to the softball games or to a cheerleading event. They still have to be screened before they even enter the gate. Right. So just I just want to touch bases back with that because that's that's a very important key. Um, we do have we do supply transportation with the buses, but once again, you still have to have your mask on on the bus. I think it's mandatory that you wear yes, a mask on absolutely. the bus. So you know it's it's things like that. Um, and limited we, capacity on the bus. Correct. So correct. you know we're spreading them out on the bus, and and that may require more buses. So there again, that that impacts your expense. Um, in a time when revenues are cut. So, right, you know, it's, it's calling for some creativity um, in management with our, our ADs and at the, at the building level, working with your administration as well. Um, you were mentioning, yeah, some of the good things that it's brought about, I think that it's, I think in a way it's kind of let our student athletes kind of mature to see what's going on in, around them and seeing everything that's happening around them and, you know, they're having to deal with this. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's it's allowing us, even though we're having to do it virtually a lot of ways, our coaches are able to speak with their athletes. They're able to talk to their athletes and to and to be that be that guy or that lady to go to because I need someone to talk to because I've been cooped up in this mm-hmm. building. I've been mm-hmm. cooped up inside. And, you know, I love my parents. I love my brother. I love my sister. But – you know, I need that other person to talk to because I need to share things. And 
And as a coach, that's what we are. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's our whole perspective. That's our relationship building that we have to have. And I think that, you know, even though COVID has brought some negative things, I think it's done a lot of positive things in certain yes. ways. And, and, and the positive things that it's done, I think at the end of this, are going to outweigh the negative so much mm -hmm. that it's going to be, you know, coaches are going to start a totally different way of doing things and how they handle their athletes. And I'm looking forward to that, Kelly. I'm really I, looking forward to that. I think there's an appreciation, um, you know, for some things that we took for granted. And, you know, I think our perspective and our mindsets have changed, certainly. Um, I think that our athletes, as they enter, you know, back on campus, will be able to, to um, be the pioneers for the students that have been at home this whole time because they're used to the protocols and the policies. I think that they will be good navigators for their peers as they enter into those classrooms because they've been told and they know and it's been ingrained in them already. High school has been doing it since June 15th, middle school since August 12th, and so that's a good head start on their peers in, in those situations. Um, we, we know that as a staff of um, for athletics, we cannot become complacent. We have to, to be further uh, vigilant in our eff efforts, uh, vigilant in our efforts for one, as those students roll back on campus, um, there is going to be a greater um, point of contact. There's going to be more kids. And we've had them kind of cocooned in their little um, team pods, like you said, Coach Shook no cross-contamination, and that has continued, right. not just through practice, but at games. The cheerleaders yeah. don't go out on the field with the football team. They stay. They all stay away from the band. You know, we've we've done a good job with that, and so we're, we're going to have to be on high alert and continue to work hard and keep our, our student-athlete seasons going. Mm -hmm. And um, very, But I, but very, I, I do want to add this, Kelly, is, is mm -hmm. people have to understand, you know, there are going to be cases of COVID. That is going to happen, and there's nothing we're going to be able to do to stop that right now. But they have to they have to trust us as athletic directors and the coaches to know that we're taking every possible measure that we can to ensure that that student athlete is protected. And as we go back into the classroom, I think that they need to understand that, you know, the biggest thing we focus on is to make sure if something happens – that we can protect everybody else. And I think that that's what we have done in football so yes. far. And I think that that's one thing that we can do in the classroom. And I think our county, that's why we're coming back, because our county knows that we're capable of doing this. And I'll tell you from from the behind-the-scenes perspective of, you know, being a part of the district COVID response team, um, the detail um, that is taken with every single positive reporting um, or possible exposure um, the questions asked, the, the interviews that take place, the investigation that takes place to ensure that um, everyone that needs to be informed is, is informed and everything that needs to be done, all the cleaning that needs to take place, anything. It is a total team effort, and um, our school district has thought of everything. Um, or, like you said, they would not be bringing kids back right. on campus. It does not mean that we will be COVID-free but it means that we have taken every measure that we can. So as, as um, that being said, we're going to bring kids back on campus. We're going to continue rolling. We're very excited. I'm so thrilled to have Coach Greg Shook here from McDonough High School. 
and Coach Josh Smith here from McDonough Middle School. Both are um, excellent leaders within their buildings and among their athletes, and we're very thankful to have them. I'm Kelly Smith, Coordinator of Athletics for Henry County Schools. Thank you for joining us. For more episodes of Beyond the Scoreboard and daily updates about athletics in Henry County Schools, follow us on Twitter at AthleticsHenry.